Welcome to this edition of Brews, Beers, and Shipwrecks. Before we get started, I have a dramatic reading for you about the cicadas. Because everywhere you look, if you live in the right area, there are cicadas! The Life Cycle of Man and Cicada by Joshua Gibbs and Jamie Bennett Read by Jamie Bennett from summeroftheCicadas.com Album by Royal Ruckus The Summer of the Cicadas Available everywhere The average man knows little of cicadas Thinks rarely of cicadas And yet on the rare occasion he hears the word cicada His mind invariably drifts off into those few truths about the insects which he was taught in grade school. The cicada lives underground for 17 years, emerges briefly, dies. A certain kind of man cannot recall such claims without immediately thinking of himself, staring into the distance and wondering if he truly is a man or if he is, in fact, a cicada. The life cycle of a cicada appeals to a man. When I was a child, I was taught that cicadas slept for those 17 years. Sadly, not every naturalist is still convinced of this, though poets yet carry a torch for the truth. To sleep for 17 years, to wake briefly soon to die. How sweet would life seem if it had been anticipated in dreams for so long? The poet is neither convinced that nature has commanded the cicada to spend so long underground. The poet knows the cicada has chosen to stay underground all these years and that he might emerge from the earth when he pleases. The cicada has said, it is better this way. Though his residency with the dead in Hades is not obligatory and not tenured. The cicada is free and stays underground by choice. It is purely coincidental that 17 years is the given term of these cicadas. Someday these cicadas will have their Che Guevara, their Oscar Romero, their Picasso, and he will sleep for 36 years, or 59, or 91 years. We suspect the creature who makes company with Hades himself for 17 years might be capable of doing so interminably. Have we numbered every cicada emerging from the ground? Have we truly kept of their departures, their arrivals? Have we only said they sleep 17 years because we tire of putting hash marks on the cell walls? No one will count longer than this. Who can say? The death and lust rattle you hear this summer's eve might be a millennium in the making. The life cycle of a cicada appeals to a man. The death and lust rattle you hear this summer's eve might be a millennium in the making. The life cycle of a cicada appeals to a man. The man who wants to believe that he too might only have been sleeping up until now and that the emergence from the death of sleep this very morning might be the inauguration of a brief golden age.
Will I now truly live? Has it always been a slumber and am I only now waking? The man wants to believe that this is true. He has long been underground, and no matter his activity, he recasts all his labor as nothing more than a patient biding of time. A man interprets patience into the long haul of his already lived life. I was always waiting. A man longs to see the light of day as though he were a cicada. Fingers emerging from the dirt, and then hoisting himself out. A man longs to see the world as a kind of egg from which he hatches after a beginningless gestation period. It will all end soon, says the cicada man. Although the cicada man is forever caught between the contradiction of a thing beginning and a thing ending. Is this the 17 year slumber? Or the two months of waking? The question cannot be answered. And every bottle of wine might be the last before death. And every bottle of wine might be opened, poured, and break on the tongue as a revelation. Not the end, but the beginning of the end. After a thousand years of sleep, what kind of death is possible for the cicada? The cicada is the resurrection creature. The chasm between life and death narrows to crossing points suddenly. Unpredictably. While science has said the cicada wakes only to procreate, the poet knows the cicada wakes simply to live. Is a life of 60 days less meaningful than a life of 60 years? Meaning is not discerned in quantity. A moment in the soul is without end. The man who imagines a cicada emerging only to procreate falsely into its sudden verve, anxiety, and desperation in the cicada. How could such be true of a creature with the patience to wait forever? The 60 days of a cicada's life are the 60 years of a man's life. The creature which spends so long in preparation for life accomplishes much living once he has begun. A man needs 60 years to accomplish so little because he prepares for nothing. He's thrown into life and he does not know what it is about. The man longs to live a year as thoroughly as the cicada lives a single day. The cicada reviews its life many times as it begins to die. Death comes as a surprise to the cicada, just as it comes as a surprise to the man. The cicada has not counted on going to sleep again so soon. But his eyelids are heavy and the day is late. From the cool shade of the branches of a tree, Thanatos comes to the cicada in the same solemnity with which he approaches a man. The weightless, spiritual side of Thanatos passes through the cicada's legs, and then his arms, and then his head. And then the cicada body enters his eternal stillness as the dry machine-like fruit which clusters about the limbs of a summer tree. His soul returns to the earth and he knows sleep again. He will emerge again when it suits the spirit. Like the seven sleepers of Ephesus. Like the Shulamite, the cicada will rise and go about the city and present himself to the king, and the king will be overwhelmed. Yeah, boy! Gotta be 
beard and it's looking something fierce Having beers with my peers and talking rap careers Reflecting on the years, connecting on the tears Shipwreck faith ain't always as appears I'm bringing you fresh music, I'm bringing fresh ideas I'm bringing you the dudes in the indie music biz Chilling at the shows and talking about the pain With people who learned how to face it and be sane Sipping on a brew, doing interviews No topics off the table but we focus on breakthroughs So kick up your feet, we're gonna put it in check You're listening to bruise beards and shipwrecks One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear One, two, one, two, a mic check Stone bands, royal ruckus on the scene Just to announce We got the brews, we got the beards Tasty interviews for your ears to hear what would, what is your final message that you want to tell all these young cats coming up that have some type of talent? And you know what I'm saying? What would you like to tell them? Yeah, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but you know the old phrase, "keep it real." Yeah. I want to resurrect that because I think I think there's a lot of people coming out, um, living a wrapping a fantasy lifestyle. Come out with who you are. You know, I mean, you've already heard. I'm a white kid from Bakersfield, California grew up skateboarding so I'm gonna rap about that like you know I'm gonna come I'm not gonna pretend to be anything I'm not this is who I am Uh, I mean I talk about Whole Foods on my album you know so so bring bring who you are not who you think you're supposed to be yeah we definitely back that. That's yeah. Yeah. We always say be yourself. <laughs> be true to right. yourself. Yeah. What's up? Bang, listen, Chun J, we appreciate you coming on and taking this yeah. time out and saying bless Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. My name is Chun Jay from Royal Ruckus, also known as Jamie Bennett. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. I just went to a wedding. It was pretty awesome. One of our Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks alumni was on here. Renata Zaro. Now, Renata de Andrade. Was on an earlier episode of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. You can find that in the archives. Hope everyone's doing well tonight. We got a special edition tonight. You won't even believe what we got. This is actually like four shows in one. Can you believe that? Can you freaking believe we packed four shows into one show? And it's like, isn't that crazy? It's crazy. So check this out. What we've done, this is the summer of the cicadas. Did you even know that? Did you know that the cicadas are out and they are chirp, chirp, chirping, buzz, buzz, buzzing their life away. They got a very short time. They're making all the noise. That's right. The cicadas are making all the noise. You may have noticed if you live in North America, and particularly if you live in the Northeast of North America. That's right. It is another summer of the cicadas. You know what's crazy about that? Cicadas. They live a long time underground, and then every now and then, they come out, and they make a ruckus. They make a royal ruckus, and I've been getting all your pictures. People have been sending me pictures on Instagram. They've been texting me photos. I've been getting videos. In fact, people have been sending me so much stuff, I've been getting notifications from my iPhone that's like, 
Tom sent you this, and it's gonna take 25 minutes to download to your text. iCloud is involved. They're calling the president to get permission. It's crazy. Anyway, all I'm saying, it's a summer of the cicadas. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna take four interviews. Four brief interviews that I did various places. Christian and non-Christian, and we're gonna run them together. Right here, so you get a little idea on what in the heck Royal Ruckus is talking about with the cicadas. So thank you for tuning in to this special edition of Brews, Beards, and Shipwrecks. Our very first interview comes from Ancient Faith Radio. That's right. I had a chance to sit down with Bobby Maddox, and uh, all I got to say here is bonus points to anybody who can hear my beagle in the background howling. Check it out. Ancient Faith presents Jamie Bennett from Royal Ruckus, interviewed by Bobby Maddox. Welcome to Ancient Faith Presents. I'm Bobby Maddox, Operations Manager of Ancient Faith Radio. And in a minute here, I will be speaking with Jamie Bennett. Jamie is an editor and occasional contributor to Father Andrew Stephen Damick's Orthodoxy and Heterodoxy blog, which, of course, can be found right here on the Ancient Faith website. But more importantly for our purposes today, he is likewise a member of Royal Ruckus, a two-man rap group that has a brand new album titled The Summer of the Cicadas. Jamie, welcome to the program. Hey, it's good to be here, Bobby. Thanks for having me. Well, tell me about yourself. I understand that you have a pretty strong background in theology, patristics, biblical studies. Yeah, yeah. I've had, probably since high school, I started with apologetics, and I think it was just a desire to understand my faith better, and I was a non-denominational evangelical Christian at the time. And I think it was just a desire to know my faith better and be able to reach my friends for Christ, and that led into a deeper understanding of theology and I ended up, you know, pursuing it at a graduate level. I have a master's in biblical studies, and I started a doctoral program in patristics, but somewhere along the way, uh, trailed off and lost my <laughs> way to the finish there. But nevertheless, I have spent a lot of time studying the fathers. And then last year, I was working as a teacher at a classical school here in South Florida, and they had me teaching through the catechetical lectures of St. Cyril of Jerusalem, which was a really great experience. I was teaching that to fifth or seventh grade students. And so I've dabbled a little bit, but I've had an opportunity to study at the graduate level as well as to try to convey it at an elementary or junior high level. You mentioned that you were once a non-denominational Christian, as was I. How did you end up becoming Orthodox? Yeah, you know, actually my family background was Mormon before evangelical, and my mother converted to evangelical Christianity when I was young. And as I got into theology, I started looking deeper and deeper into history, and I was a Presbyterian for a while, and the Anglican flirted with Lutheranism and then ended up Orthodox. But when you really look at that, it sounds like, oh gosh, you know, Jamie journeyed all over the place. But really, each time I was just getting closer and closer to the fullness of the faith in the Orthodox Church. So while it was very much for me an intellectual journey, it was also an internal journey as well. And there was a lot of things in Orthodoxy that scared me you know, prayer to the saints. And I liked the icons, but venerating them was very difficult for me as a Protestant. 
But over time, that internal struggle that was sometimes physically painful gave way to an understanding and a love for those things. And when I finally came into the church, it was like a sigh of relief that I wasn't fighting against what was so clearly the truth. Well, in what may seem like at first a stark contrast to your theological training, you were part of this group Royal Ruckus. How did this start and where did that name come from? Great question. Well, a ruckus is a noise and a royal ruckus would be a particularly exaggerated noise. And, you know, my father, he was not a huge fan of rap music and he'd kind of tease and banter a little bit. And, you know, he just thought it was a bunch of noise. So I thought it would be fun to use the name Royal Ruckus, that we're not just noise, but we're kind of an amazingly loud noise. I started writing rap songs when I was about 12 years old, uh, recorded my first tape at 13, released my first tape at 16, and that's when I got the idea for Royal Ruckus. And my senior year in high school, a few of us started the group actually kind of as a joke. I was the only rap guy out of the three of us, and we thought it would be kind of funny to put our heads together and make this joke rap group. And people started taking us seriously. And that was around the same time I was getting into theology and apologetics. And it was a bit of a contrast, though. I like that you put it that way as kind of a contrast, because while we did have theological content here and there in our songs, a lot of times it was like the songs were designed to be light and more accessible, not necessarily like an exercise in theology. And over time, you know, we went from being high school kids playing music to actually taking it seriously. And we eventually whittled down to just the two of us, but we took it coast to coast. We even performed in Ukraine and Mexico and Hawaii. So we've been all over the place. Yeah. So who is your partner? His name is Michael Walker. Rap name is Flatline. My rap name is Chun Jay. We actually grew up together at the same non-denominational church. He currently is in Austin, Texas, and I'm in South Florida. So... As we're moving forward with this new project, I'm kind of taking the lead, and wherever we can, he's going to hop on. Looks like I'll probably be going to Austin soon and playing some shows with him there, so that way we can do things that he's able to go to without having to leave the kids for a long time. Well, as you said, you were the true rap fan. Why rap music for you? And is the group secular or Christian? You mentioned that it doesn't have heavy theological content, but does it have theological content at all? I grew up on rap music. I came from the suburbs, so you don't typically associate rap music with the suburbs, but honestly, that's where most rap is being consumed anyway. And, you know, when I was growing up, I'm listening to the Beastie Boys and Run DMC, and then eventually that grew into a uh, tribe called Quest, and a lot of different stuff that was really making an impact on my peers and myself. And I was just really drawn towards that music. On top of that, rap music is very expressive, very didactic, and you can convey a lot in a song. So for me, it really drew me to the medium because it wasn't just simply poetry. It was poetry in motion and quite a bit of it, too. And then as far as like the Christian versus secular thing, I see what we do as sort of what's been described as threshold art. It's almost like if you think of going into the church and we come into the narthex before we go into the nave, into the main portion of the church. The narthex is where the catechumens come. The narthex is where the beginning of instruction comes before coming into the church. So I don't create liturgical art at all. You know, you would not put my 
music on Sunday morning with a tropar, <laughs> you know, but there is the light of Christ. There is the influence of Christ in my lyrics and in my life, as feeble as it may be. And I see a lot of what my music is to do is to draw people to the threshold of the church. Great. So let's discuss the new album for a bit. What is the Summer of the Cicadas all about? And is it likewise influenced by your Orthodox faith? Yeah, absolutely. This is a metaphor that we've developed over the course of several years. Cicadas, in case the listeners don't know, they're a noisy bug that spends most of its life underground before it comes up and it lives. And for all practical purposes, when it's underground, you know, sure, it's doing things, but it's streaming. It's preparing to live. It's not actually engaged in the fullness of its life. And then at the appointed time, they come out, they come above ground, they do what they do, they make a ruckus, and then they perish. When you look at the life cycle of a cicada, the average cicada in the world, they're all over the world, it's an annual creature. Once a year, they come out. So they spend a whole year preparing to live and then four to six weeks above ground living. Now, North America has a particularly interesting form of cicada called the periodical cicada. Periodical cicadas come out every 13 or 17 years. And if you've ever experienced a summer of the cicadas where the periodical cicadas are there, it is noisy. Billions of these things come out. It's louder than a rock concert if you get really in the heart of where the cicadas come out. And it's almost this absurd life cycle. But the more I pondered this, I connected it on a kind of a basic level with rural ruckus. Obviously, the ruckus cicada connection, the noise making is there. But also, gosh, we've been together almost 19 years as a group. And we've spent most of that time dormant and not active. You know, we had about five years really active. And then you'd only hear from us every now and then. And now we are ready. And we're bringing out this double album called The Summer of the Cicadas. And the first part of the album is a true world ruckus record. It's a duo record. And then the second part of the album is a solo project of mine, although Mike was involved in that as well. But it really feels like a part A and part B. And so in a sense, Royal Ruckus, we are the cicadas. We've been underground and now we are out and we're here to make our ruckus. And it's only for a season. But I think this also ties into our life as human beings and our life in light of our theological understanding of what God has given us in this life. We are always, as we're living, we're always wondering, we're always trying to be awake, to live fully. And sometimes we coast through periods of time where we're just simply biding the time and we're not truly living. And so I think we are all cicadas in a sense that we are all seeking to live and live fully. And yet a lot of times we're simply an autopilot and we're dreaming. And so with this album, we wanted to create a whole concept around the cicada summer that would connect on multiple levels to us as musicians and then us as human beings. Well, why don't we listen to a track from the album? What should we play? I think Time For Us would be a great track to play. We mentioned the metaphor of the cicadas. The song itself talks about how we're always yearning for more time. We're saying that there will always be time, always next time. And you never know if there really is a next time. And we got to bring in one of our good friends, Bonafide, from a rap group called Grits, and he did a guest spot on this. And I think it's a really great track that we can share with your listeners. All right, so here is Time For Us by Royal Ruckus. No time for us. No time for fuss. Is there time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough? 
confidence I've never been here before It's familiar, not like I've never slept on the floor The door is always open, golden minutes getting stolen And prying existential observations never spoken Kids will always ask when will they get to be old I rolled out of my bed already but already sold I'd ask my neighbor if he needed help with the climb If I indulge in all my vices will there ever be time? One foot in front of another, one climb beside a brother Longing for my mother but it's been a few long summers Runners sprinting through life now stop before the breeze leaves crunching underfoot and cicadas in the trees Freeze a moment if I can, but instead I'm on a plan Drifting through this life with my eyes on the second hand Life isn't what we planned, but every moment is a chance to make it right Live in the light and have another dance Is there time enough? It's time too fast Time enough to make it last Another chance to say that we should stay We'll have time another day Time enough? It's time too fast Time enough to make Mid-September, we were about to walk the aisle light a fire from the embers I remember the flowers and that beautiful dress I remember the showers and the hopefulness But it died faster than the fire was stoked We cried and we lied and our hearts were broke Hope dashed on the rocks, caught a few more knocks Took a road trip to clear, wrapped my mind on my clocks Broke the locks of the bond, love died with the calm Three years or more tweaking and we were still on But barely squeaking by is not the way to live it's a miracle that we found a pathway to forgive But like nectar in a sieve We never got a harvest ran fresh at a time Cause time couldn't be harnessed Our time is on loan and our time has gone bust But it's through, it's done, no more time for us Is there time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make it last Another chance to say that we should stay We'll have time another day Time enough? Is time too fast? Time enough to make it last For no one, I kinda wish it did Still tempted by my adolescent ways as a kid All grown, see song, stunning growth Under lid of a fitted new era Old terror, war within It's been a long road A lot of game told A lot of truth sold A lot of plated gold But it never turned green So I rock it like science to the end Meet means Meaning that I'm a prisoner of war In battle daily, cheating death to the Lord Come back to settle score Exercising all authority, lack never no more My cup spill on the floor Cause life is a gift and every moment got a purpose Every challenge brings balance for defining who you're supposed to be Seek it first the kingdom cause the promise never said there be Is there time enough? It's time too fast Time enough to make it last Another chance to say that we should stay Okay, so once again, that was Time For Us by Royal Ruckus, the two-man rap group that has the brand new album out titled The Summer of the Cicadas. What would you say, Jamie, to those who would insist that the only music appropriate for an Orthodox Christian is liturgical? That's one that I think is probably floating around a lot of people's brains, and I can understand why. I mean, we see the glories in our inherited liturgical tradition. You know, we see the beautiful 
poetry of the ages that has come along and enriched the doctrine and worship life of our church. But I don't think we can truly say that genuine artistry is limited to that which is inside the church. In the glories of Byzantium and Russia, while often we do see liturgical art, we also see this kind of art that I'm talking about is this threshold art, poetry and novels and lots of things that have come outside of the confines of the church have still been edifying and wonderful. Now, I think a lot of times we overreact because of the nature of modern popular culture, which is very narcissistic and very focused on simply love. And you're going to find that on the Summer of the Cicadas. We tell a love story on the record. So we touch those topics, too, that are on the minds of so many people in our culture. But I think what you'll find with a lot of our stuff is it transcends, you know, the banality of a lot of that stuff and points beyond and brings comfort beyond that. You know, honestly, especially in the second half of the record, because it's my solo project, I'm very autobiographical in a lot of places. And I even talk about going to confession and (laughs) different things like that that are very personal, very normal part of the Christian life. I bring that to the table. Well, Jamie... You are not just an advocate of the importance of art, but very obviously, considering what you do, you are an advocate of the sometimes importance of popular culture. Why is it important for Orthodox Christians to be aware of, and even interested in, on occasion, pop culture? That's a really great question. I think there's a tension in the Church that I think is healthy. And that tension, you know, is that we are to be in the world, but not of it as the scriptures say. But then as well, we've seen over the centuries in reflection that sometimes certain members of the church have to withdraw from the world and go into the desert to fight. Well, I do enjoy going and visiting monasteries from time to time and have, you know, made friends with some monastic folks. That is a particular calling for particular people, a very small segment of the church, a very necessary segment. But for the rest of us, we are living out in the world, and there's many dangers that we face as well. But I think if we make ourselves part of the regular liturgical life of the Church, and we're going to confession, we're laying ourselves before the Lord and in the proper spiritual authority of our priests and bishops, I think we're well-equipped to then go out and engage the world as well. And I think, you know, we've got so many... Orthodox people we can look up to. Dostoevsky, of course, is a looming figure that what he wrote spoke to the masses. And I think it's important that we do have a voice and a presence in the world, both to simply love our neighbor as ourselves, but, you know, also to shine a light. Where do you personally draw the line in terms of pop cultural consumption? Yeah, that's tricky for me, especially as an artist, because I feel like I want to be well-informed, and especially as a rap artist, you know, there is a lot of profanity and things that could be a very negative influence in there and things you don't really want creeping in your brain. So I do wrestle with that question. I think it is possible for some people to be able to appreciate the artistry and separate from the lyrical content, but I think for the average person, there's got to be some standards. And I think, especially with younger folks, you know, I think of certain musicians that I listened to as a teenager, and when I listen to them now, 
I think of how much more profound an impact the negativity had on me than, than it does now. And I think I just wasn't mature enough to understand that. So I think really it's going to vary for everybody. I think people are just going to have to, you know, speak with folks who are wiser than them and be cautious. What's on the radio is not always edifying. Well, before we wrap this up, Jamie, we should probably let listeners know where they can get a copy of The Summer of the Cicadas. Yeah, definitely. We've built a whole website around the album at summerofthecicadas.com. And on there, we've got a little store where you can buy a physical copy if you want the CDs. We've got really nice packaging, had some original artwork done for it by an Armenian Orthodox friend of mine actually did some paintings for that. But if you want to get it digitally, it will be available starting on February 10th everywhere, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all of those places, and Amazon, the whole nine. And hopefully we're also going to be taking the show on the road, and it would be lovely to meet some of the listeners and be able to shake some hands and hand a copy in person. Awesome. I'll be sure to include a link to that website in the description to the podcast. What's up next for you and Royal Ruckus? Yeah, we've got a couple of music videos coming out. Right now, they're just getting organized. And as we prepare for the album to officially release, we're running a couple PR campaigns. And then I'm booking some shows, trying to get some things on the calendar this year and just get that ruckus known. All right. Is there anything else, Jamie, you would like to add before I let you go today? Yeah. If anybody wants to check us out on social media, we're at Royal Ruckus on Twitter and SoundCloud. And then we're at Royal Ruckus Official on Facebook and Instagram, and I would love it if some people interacted with us there. We post a lot of fun stuff. Very good. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jamie. Yeah, really appreciate you having me. It was awesome. Once again, I've been speaking with Jamie Bennett. He is one of two members of the rap group Royal Ruckus. I'm Bobby Maddox, and this has been a listener-supported presentation of Ancient Faith Radio. So this next interview was a lot of fun. This interview was done in 2017 on The Great FM. It's an online radio station, I believe. I'm not entirely sure, honestly. I just know that I had an opportunity to do an interview on a radio station down in Miami. I live in South Florida these days, and so I jumped at the opportunity and I said, sure, I'd love to share my music with your audience, let's go. So I went there, and it was kind of wild, we were sitting there in the studio, there was some weed smoking, there was some cussing, there was a lot of rap that I've never heard before, and there were two really great hosts that loved the crap out of the Summer of the Cicadas album. So it was really fun to be able to share my thoughts on a few things with them, answer their questions. The interview, as you're hearing it here, was not recorded live. Well, it was recorded live, but it was not recorded on the air live. What you're actually hearing is I had a four-segment interview, and I sat through the first segment. uh, Well, I participated in the first segment. We got done, it was really good. And I was a little nervous because I hadn't done a radio interview in ages. And this was totally live. It was airing all the things. And after the first segment, I went, oh, you know, it'd be kind of cool to share this with my followers. So I did, I think, a live stream on Facebook for the other three segments. And I did them one segment at a time. So what you're hearing is segment two, three, and four. 
and they played music in between uh, my music as well as other people's songs and I got to chill with them for a couple hours and just share my thoughts on stuff so check it out The Great FM Back everybody here at Tuesdays, WKMTDB, The Great FM and you're listening to the outlet yours truly, Nico List and the infamous Drew James holding it down tonight with Chunk Che Yo, yo, yo A Cali man, but still he's a home Boynton. Boynton. Boynton Beach. Over, you feel me? Yeah. National, national, royal royal. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you coming through. Yeah. You know Thanks saying? for having me. It's awesome. Uh, get a chance to hear some other type of shit. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I gotta say this. And no offense. <laughs> no offense. But when I first saw you, yeah. I didn't see hip hop. Right. You feel me? Right. So it's refreshing to actually hear it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As we talk about it. Culture. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. And y'all gotta get this two disc album. Culture. It is hot. Artwork is 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 classic. It's like a console type. Yeah, it's well put together. <laughs> Tell a story about the artwork. Yeah, yeah. My my friend Monique Sarkeesian, she's a really accomplished artist out of Philly, right. and I used to I used to live in Philly for a while and uh, got to know her and her husband really well. And I mean, she's legit, like art galleries and and the yeah. whole nine. And when I was putting this project together, she heard about it and was kind of excited and actually offered to do the artwork for free for me. Yeah, and it, it's fresh. If if you look at the cover, it's got a cicada. But if you look inside the cicada, you see a woman as well. So you, you've, you've got the cicada woman. Uh, it's, it's pretty cool. It's dope. That's all I got to say. Yeah, it, it, and, it, 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 it's dope. Like, y'all really got to fuck with it. Y'all got to check it out. You got to get it up on SoundCloud. You got to check them out on YouTube. You know what I'm saying? Everywhere, wherever the visuals are, y'all definitely got to fuck with them. And y'all gotta show Royal Ruckus some love and definitely chump Jay some love in here. And inspiration. This, like, I just keep saying it's amazing because I know the whole story, you feel me? Yeah. And I asked you, well, no, you actually let us know that you own these paintings now. Yeah, yeah. That's I, not part of your collection. Yeah. They're coming. Uh, they're coming to my house and I'm gonna hang them up next week. Nice. And then she's actually even uh, making them available on like. Shower curtains and throw pillows and like the whole. I'm, I'm gonna buy it all. Okay. <laughs> my, my, my whole crib is gonna is gonna be like straight up cicadas. Okay. <laughs> I, I, even, I even got the tattoo right here, you know. So going all out. Y'all go check him out on Instagram and y'all be able to see his artwork as well. Yeah. That he has on his body. That's getting a little jealous over there. Too many cameras going on for her. Right. But tell us some more about you know the project and when the visuals will be available for us. Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, it's it's a two part project. Act one is like a true Royal Ruckus record, and then Act two is my solo record, and it very much feels like a part A, part B. Okay. So it's like Act one tells a love story that fails, right. and then Act two is like the aftermath of that. Now that sounds very autobiographical, but actually, if you listen to it, the biography really starts on Act two. Okay. You get you get full on Chunjay on Act two. Okay. At Act one, you get a little bit of me and you get a little bit of my partner, but it sounds like one story. So tell us more about Chum J. Who is Chum J behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just a guy. I grew up on on hip hop. You know, rode a skateboard as a kid. So who would you say? Yeah. Who were some of the people that influenced you then in your music? Oh, like definitely, um, Beastie Boys are obviously first that come to mind because they they rep rep that skate culture, right. but but also hip hop right. and. The, 
mad respect to them, you know. For all, I miss them so much, you know. Did you hear? Did you hear that a Tribe Called Quest came back? Right? Oh my gosh! Well, that's what that's what I was gonna say next. My number one favorite rap group of all time is the Tribe Called Quest. It was like a religious moment for me right. when that album dropped. Okay. I mean, I'm just yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Q-Tip is one of the dopest MCs and, you know, rest in peace, Fife. Yeah, yeah we miss that dude. But uh, their, records just, their records are just all so good. And, you know, I'm not hating on uh, the Love Movement, which was their last record, but that was not the record to go out on. And this new one, yeah. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Yeah, for, for sure. Um, with that being said, because... Beastie Boys are not making music anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Black Rock just came back. What do you feel, or how do you feel the state of the industry is right now with these uh, young artists coming out? You know, it's, it's tough. You know, because I don't, I don't want to pick on anybody, and especially the young cats coming up. They got to they find their own way, you know? And uh, what I would encourage them to do is dig in the crates a little more and look at some of the stuff from the early 90s and even the 80s and yeah because I, I think some of that's been lost exactly. I, mean, I think a decade ago cats were still drawn on inspiration from the past but I think a lot of that's gone now um, I would love I would love to see a resurgence of that but you know I, I'd say I'd say you so know hip hop is supposed to be always right fresh like? who's out right now that you actually say yeah I fuck with him I like it <laughs> Oh man, that's who is Chum man. <laughs> you, you got me on the spot right there. No, I, I don't know. I've been spinning. Uh, been spinning the tribe, but okay. I'm trying to think of someone younger. I'm spinning. Who? This is this is this is tough. You know what? We're gonna play this. We're gonna I'd give it up for J Cole. I would give it up for J Cole for sure. Kenny Lamar is is pretty hot. Took me a little a little bit. I gotta be honest. Took me a little bit to get into him. But once it clicked, I dig his stuff all the way. So what do you think about this uh, this statement that's out right now? Everybody's saying that Eminem is going to go down as the greatest rapper ever to live. I I can get behind that actually. Um, I got a I got a buddy that I work with. He's an engineer, but he makes dope beats as well. Right. And uh, we went on a uh, we were out on a boat, so it was kind of baller status for us. Okay. And and I he had never heard Rap God. Okay. And I'm, I'm talking to him about this song, and I'm like, I think Eminem is the greatest rapper who ever lived. I think he's finally achieved that. Right. And he's like, you do know Rock Kim is a rapper, right? right. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's like, you do know Lil Wayne is a rapper. And he starts going down the list of all these different rappers. I'm like, dude, you just stop. you got to hear this. And I put him and his buddy in my car, and I put Rap God on and turned it up. And at the end, they didn't concede that he was the greatest rapper of all time. Right. But they did say... Is hot. Yeah, yeah hot. I was. I was. <laughs> you know, I respect for everybody's opinion. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't say this, but he is like up there. First yeah. Three, first three. And, but I, you know who else I want to give it up to uh, is Eli. That's my boy Eli from Living Legends. Okay. Um, he's got a hot project out right now called. Yeah, go ahead. I mean, if, if like I said, you want to plug somebody and they yeah. something that they got going on. It's uh, he's got a side project called Grand Tapestry. Okay. And that dude is. He, he's bringing in all these world beats and Where is like he from? Uh, he's from Los Angeles. Okay. Uh, the Grouch and Eli is like his main crew, but then he's also in Living Legends. The Grouch. Um, yeah, it, I, I got to give it up to him though. His flow is incredible, and uh, he's actually on one of my songs that you guys are going to play today. So. Okay, yeah, that's what I want to do actually. 
I want you to introduce this. We're going to play Lost Boys. Okay. But I want you to go ahead and I want you to lay the groundwork and lay it out and then we'll go ahead and we'll run. Sure. Yeah. So Lost Boys was uh, a deeply personal song for me. Um, my, my dad died in a car accident when I was two years old. And, uh, you know, I only in my 30s started really dealing with my emotions related to that. I always thought, you know, I was so young, like, uh, I'm fine, I'm fine, you know, I, I don't know anything different, right? And then, and then it started hitting me in the last year or two, and uh, my boy uh, Chris Felix brought me this beat, and the beat is just so hot, and, and I'm listening to it, and I'm going, Lost Boys, Lost Boys, Lost Boys, I know what I'm going to write about, I'm going to write about my dad. Okay. And then I hit up Eli, and he took one listen to it, and within like three hours, he had a verse and, and everything. And then, uh, and then I went back to Cookbook from L.A. Symphony. Okay. Uh, Cookbook's been a homie for years, uh, right. doing some success coaching with him. He's giving me strategies. Shout out, Shout out to Cookbook all the way. <laughs> and and cook, Cookbook, again, was like, word, I'm on this. Okay. I'm on this. And, uh, well... And that's what it is. That's what it is. Lost Boy, Royal Rocket. Y'all check it out exclusively on the outlet. Geek Club. You are now listening to the world's number one online radio station. The Great FM. Right before 2005, my father up and died Never knew what's up inside Said he was cool, but he must have lied Mustered up the strength because I must survive Muscles aching, so much pain I see inside my mother's eyes Mother, why? Why did he die? Why did he leave us? Ain't we some good believers? We always put our faith in Jesus He heals diseases, man, I take it back He took a wonderful life and made it whack Fade to black In my father's house, we staying at she start to disrespect my mother, I ain't taking that Take it back, we made a pack, but girl, I'm gonna break it I do what's best for Jason, she started doing some investigation You turn my friends against me, you have my father's blessing He even lent you money, man, I'm about to learn a lesson And I'm gonna have to learn it on my own, I'm all alone My daddy's gone and my family's tall 2005 and I felt the scone One evening late, then I brush it aside like nothing to bait Within my brain, between the grains of sand, time will pass And she'll forgive and I'll forget, it's nothing big Nothing to be concerned about, love is bigger than the both of us I doubt it'll linger past the fight, but nights and days pass And she's depressed, I broke the plane of trust And now it's dead inside the chest, I can't resuscitate The hearts apart, this plate, I slayed us both By letting too much time pass Laziness and avoidance killed the dove And filled the void with doubt, and now it rots The consequence of abandonment Speak up our loser, that's accurate Me and you can work this Age 
37. Didn't expect to leave a lifetime of questions. Thought I got my lessons, they've all come in sessions. I'm making my confessions, each one was getting deeper. Tried to be a teacher, looking for a leader. Siblings were seniors, mom the cheerleader. Mom got remarried, Mark tried to carry the burden left behind from the father we buried. No way to understand the weight of a missing man or calculate this time on a second hand. No chance to plan, no way to say goodbye. Lifetime of wine, occasional cry. Too many goodbyes, then slap that up. Dips and ties, things end abrupt. My soul erupts with the proper corrective. I'm trying to bring myself a fresh perspective. Chris Felix. Okay. He, he, yeah, he, I met him. Uh, he was going to FAU, and okay. I met him from with a mutual friend. But he's up in New York now, trying to make power moves with. And that's what's up. You keep yeah. yourself connected with everybody that you come in contact oh, yeah. with over the years. Oh yeah. And all the different locations that you've been to, you know, what I'm saying you've been able to continue to keep that line yeah. of communication open and create, you know, some really hot shit. Uh, thank so you. One one of the, one of the things uh, I didn't mention earlier is I'm on Act Two. That's my solo project, but I wanted to capture the tension in life between being alone right. but being in community. Okay. And if you look on there in the, in the uh, notes, almost every song has guest MCs That's on, on the second half. So um, it's called The Lone Gunman. That's the subtitle for the second half. And it's singular and plural at the same time. Uh, and you talk about relationships over the years. A lot of these cats, I called a couple of these cats out of retirement. Like my, my boy, uh, Max One, he was in a crew called Sackcloth Fashion. Right. And they stopped doing stuff around 2003, I think. And I called him up and I was like, dude, I got, I got this project. You got to be on it. It's, it's for the love, you know. I don't care that you're not performing anymore. Come do this. Right. So, you know, try you can't even plug in. For, yeah. for the fan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, so, definitely. what else do you do besides, I mean, you're writing. Are you involved in the production of the beats? I mean, like, what yeah. do you do? I, I'm more like, um, you know, I kind of masterminded the whole project. So, while I'm not making the beats, you know, I'm definitely talking to the producer or whoever right. it is. You know, all the beats on disc one are my partner, Mike Flatline, uh, okay. from Royal Ruckus. Um on disc two, it's a variety of people. He does a couple of the beats, but then we got okay. some other other cats doing stuff too. Right. So, um, but yeah, I just kind of I I saw the vision. I did a lot of the writing, and and then I was in the studio working hard with. We had a t we had basically assembled a team, and and it was great, you know. So let me ask you this: though. If yeah. I go to eat one of your your members in your team, yeah, and I ask them, tell me something about Chung Jae. What do you think they'll say? <laughs> I don't know. It, probably say I'm a jerk sometimes, but a little bossy. No, no, I, I think uh, I think they would they would come correct. And I think they they would say that um, that I'm fair and uh, a visionary. Uh, yeah. And what do you want your fans to get from your music? You know, I want them to take something away that's encouraging. I I wanna I wanna build people up. You know, I want people to have fun, but I want them to have a little something to think about. And, and maybe think about uh, being a better person too. Yeah, right. 
It's hard. It's uh, get less sleep, I guess. You know, <laughs> no, it's it's good though. Um, I've got a, a flexible job. You know, I, I work from home, and so I'm able to take my job on the road. So like, I just went to Tennessee for a couple weeks, shot a couple music videos, and played a few shows. Okay. And I took my work with me, so I'd work all day, and then I'd I'd go play a show. So it was great. Who do you want to shout out then? Who is your, who is part of your team? Who do you want to go ahead and give a shout out to? And so yeah. thank you for helping me put all of this together. For sure. Uh, definitely my, my partner, Flatline. You know, we've known each other since we were kids. Uh, I couldn't have done this without him. And so definitely shout to him. Shout to DJ Sean P. He did the mixing and mastering. But he almost kind of co-produced. Because he, he is a producer. And he's sitting there in the studio being the engineer. But he thinks like a producer. Right. And he brought so much to the table. I'd also like to shout out to Crum. Crum used to be uh, known as Plato. He's an MC out of uh, Dallas. Okay. Shout and out Dallas. Yeah. So we we hired Crum to come in there and listen to me rap and be like, mm, mm. No, that's whack. Don't say it like that. Or 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 say, yeah, you nailed it. Right. And uh, that that's our core team. And right. I think I couldn't have done this project as well as we did without that's them. So yeah. Shout out to the team. Yeah. What would you say had to be the most? I don't want to say controversial, but what would have been the most hardest thing that you've had to deal with or endure in the music industry so far? Ooh, you know, I, I think probably the, the biggest thing was really something wrong with me. And that was not recognizing how much individual hard work you have to put in. Mm -hmm. We were signed for a while. Right. And, um, I didn't want to bring it up. Yeah, but I, I heard about it. <laughs> yeah, well, we, well, we we had management and and we had a booking agent and you know we had positive and negative experiences with right. booking and management and the label, uh, mostly positive overall. But I think once we got all that stuff in place, I was like, all right, this is it, we've arrived. Right. And then, you, that's not how it works. That's, I mean, look at if you look at Taylor Swift, that woman is one of the hardest working human beings on the planet. Now, maybe at this point she doesn't have to work as hard because she could probably pay people to do the hard stuff. Right. But she got where she, she got from hard work. True. And uh, if I had one thing to do over, mm -hmm. it would be when we got signed, I would work twice as hard than, than I did as, as an unsigned artist. So now I'm trying to make up for that. Okay. I'm working my butt off, you know? Shit, no problem with that. Listen, <laughs> indie artists are the hardest grinding is yeah. artists out there. Yeah. Um, right. By all means, do or die. Blood Absolutely. Tears. You do lose sleep. Yeah. You lose friends. You lose jobs. Yeah. You lose shit. Right. But at the end, yeah. you know what I'm saying, it's all worth it. Absolutely. What would, What is your final message that you want to tell all these young cats coming up that have some type of talent? And you know what I'm saying? What would you like to tell them? Yeah, I, I don't want to sound cliche, but you know the old phrase, keep it real? Yeah. I want to resurrect that. Because I think I think there's a lot of people coming out, um, living a wrapping a fantasy lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Come out with who you are. You know, I mean, you've already heard. From, I'm a white kid from Bakersfield, California, who grew up skateboarding. Right. So I'm gonna rap about that. No like, shit. you know, I'm gonna come. I'm not gonna pretend to be anything I'm not. This is who I am. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I talk about Whole Foods on my album. 
you know? So so bring yeah. bring who you are, yeah. not who you think you're supposed to be. Yeah, we uh, definitely back that up. That's yeah. We always say that. Be yourself. Be true to right. yourself. Yeah. That's what's up. Man, listen, Chum J, we appreciate you coming on and taking the yeah. time out, you know what I'm saying, and blessing us with this music. We definitely got one more track that we're going to get awesome. into. Um, we're going to play a couple of these, and then when we come back, we'll get into the Waitress song. Awesome. <laughs> Y'all sit around, man. We got Chum J in the building with us. Yeah, yeah. Drew James. Bitch. <laughs> It took a lot to get here, a lot of long nights Striving to survive and riding with dull lights It's like a long flight, the destination's hard just warning ya Thinking how'd I get here, I was just in California It's especially hard to afford this life of wanderlust I'm moving, ripped from your roots, proving that it's hard to trust This life that starts from dust, wishing on stars for love Thinking we're too far from dusk To spend tonight here from Waikiki to Tennessee The Isle of Capri, you gotta agree It's awesome seeing the seven seas But hey, enough of me, copy your tea It's from Hawaii, tell me how how you doing with Jubilee idiosyncrasy? It's hard to keep in touch and email here a text there Searching for the next airline ticket fare Sorry, gotta go up early to catch the red eye Cause I have shows in Dubai, Shanghai, and Versailles California in the Golden State I stayed for a couple decades and I loved to skate Played around with hip-hop Lived in a big house Put loved ones in the ground when they took life's bow You never know how until it comes to you I moved to Tennessee when I was only 22 Made some mistakes, grew up a whole lot Friends filled up my soul when life had knocked me to the ground And then this teacher got taught Biggest pain of my life changed up my whole thought Got me orthodox on the beaches of Hawaii Can't let roadblocks get me crying out Why me? Hit the East Coast, chase my dreams to Philly Put my foot once on the shelf That place was too chilly, really man, only the best I didn't do great, the whole event got me grown But I still dropped the plate, clear the slate in that sunny state called Pascua, Florida Re-evaluating things, changing up the formula All of these departures have taught me many things More lessons ahead, more than ever I am listening That you and me, we would never break the chains I'm so much older, I'm not much wiser Still on my grind, son, I still got that fire Still out in Nashville, I'm still a little crazy Still trying to figure out how Jesus gonna save me From town to city, gutter to house to city It goes so quickly and sometimes it really hits me I'm left behind with mine aside, nobody gets me But I'm dropping dimes in my prime and doing just fine so many people, things and places Spaces in between the things I've seen I know what grace is So I'll be seeing you when I'll be seeing you, my friend We'll grab a brew or two and then we do it all again
gonna make them for the sinners. You got the only. Oh Lord Jesus, y'all got to forgive me. Y'all already know. <laughs> Lord, but we got Chum J chilling with us tonight. Exactly. What up? Uh, she does represent our home, but also represents, you know, what I'm saying the Cali. Shout out to everybody out in LA on the West Coast that's been vibing out with yeah. us. No, we love your music. Like that's just, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying we already talked about that. The song will definitely be in rotation. We love what you got going yeah. on. Thank you and, so much. And you know what I'm saying you got to keep us informed. Yeah. With all your upcoming projects, you know, yeah. and whether they're here, if they're in, you know, on the West Coast, if you're in Philly, because you go every fucking day. Yeah, everywhere, <laughs> you know, everywhere. Y'all travel all over the place, so just yeah. let us know. But I want to get into this next track. This is the Waitress song. Tell me a little bit about it before we play it. Yeah, the Waitress song was a was a fun song. You know, a lot of times you're you're chilling at the bar or you're you know ordering food at, at Chili's or something, and you got this cute server, and you know she's treating you well because she she. She wants a tip, right? Right. Uh, right. <laughs> but but then you know you're sitting there thinking maybe I can get the digits. You know maybe I can call her. And we can go hang out later, right? And so we were kind of like joking about that one day when we were we were sitting down trying to start writing this record, and we were like, you know what? Let's write a song about trying to get the waitress's number. And then if you listen closely, like I tell stories and I do like classic DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince type right. storytelling. Right. And, uh, and you know what? Those, those are real stories in there. I talk about taking tacos down to the bar. I took tacos down to the bar for the girl. Okay. And uh, she ate them on her break. And she okay. said, these, these, these are really nice. And I'm like, let's be friends and kiss. You know? Because you like my tacos. Okay. So. So these nice stories. <laughs> hey, tell us about those t-shirts too. Y'all gotta check these t-shirts. Yeah, yeah. I, I got some fresh shirts. Uh, that say hip hop tacos and life on there. It says Royal yeah, Ruckus, real small. <laughs> you, you, you can get those uh, at at any of our shows or at summerofthecicadas.com. We got them for sale right on there. And we got ladies tanks as well. So. Definitely go ahead and push that yeah. somewhere. Yeah. Definitely for real. Yeah. Before we let you go and before we get to this other track though. Um, Give out your social media again. Tell everybody where they can find you. Yeah, uh, for for Twitter and SoundCloud, it's at Royal Ruckus. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also find us on YouTube. I don't know what the address is for YouTube, but we're <laughs> we're on there. And, and actually, we got a video coming out for the waitress song sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm waiting okay. for the final edits. It's going to be fresh. We filmed it in Nashville in a bar, um, and then and then also you can find us on Instagram and uh, and Facebook yeah. at Royal Ruckus Official. That's what it is. Live on the island exclusive. This is a major song. Leaning on the bar, mind on my own When she kicked up a cyclone At the rap tap, cast full box Just long enough to see she my type Out of nowhere, came in on a date She was slinging out sniffs, just handing out plates Had a way with words, had a way with pints Had a way with six ounces, board and flights She looked so great in her outerwear And the way she smiled, had my mind impaired She rocked that apron like she just don't care New edition Bobby Brown, button as a flare Satin rose, she was so intrigued And every word flowed smooth like she was singing Lisa, Angela, Pamela, Renee Happens all the happy hours round my way now I'm aware of what you do Thinking I might take the cue Few more minutes till I work the nerve To get the digits Hey waitress, I'm feeling butterflies Every time you ask to take this Order as I practice my lines And this could be bliss We sip on rum and coke extra lines Oh we could pop Chris I pay for bottle service with dimes 
off my mind, couldn't get her off my brain. When I slept and dreamt, she was mental hurricane. Little Nova came to the pain in my heart. Every step, every line, it was a brand new start. One night I stuck with art, in a week and a nod. I would be the seed and she'd be the pod. Made a love note, image inside, walk, chalk, right there at the pub at the front of the block. Wasn't trying to stop, just wanted her to see. I'm cute, I'm sweet, I'm Chun Jamie. Mmm, just called in sick. Now my sweet honey bee is a way to name Rick. Felt kinda ick, I was in for the dream. A little she and me, supreme type team. Wouldn't be a thing, couldn't scale relation. From tipping to giving my entire vexation. Leaving little notes on cars, writing songs on my guitars. Clueless, those are useless, so my head is stuck among the stars. Now I'm aware of how you do, thinking if I took the cue. Few more minutes till I work the nerve to text those digits. Hey, waitress, I'm feeling butterflies every time you ask to take this. Order as I practice my lines. Talking to the bar on Valentine's Day Wanted to make a smile, wanted to make a say This love looks and sounds just like a screenplay Quiet on the set, cause the talkers are here She washed it down with a pint of beer He's the kind of nice, I am impressed I said without thinking, let's be friends and kiss Please I'd like to try, like a chance for this Hold your hand by beers like a modern princess Waitress to ruck at a few easy steps Not how good you are, but how good you want to prep I fall for all the ladies working at the bar Service taking orders, counting tips and jars The only problem is it rarely works out Just another guy throwing tips and tipping stouts swiping left or right and thinking I might switch to Sprite Few more minutes till I work the nerve to text those digits Hey waitress, I'm feeling butterflies every time You ask to take this order as I practice my lines And this could be bliss, we sip on rum and coke extra lines Oh we could pop Chris, I pay for bottle service with dimes Gina, Julie, Jordan, Marie I'd like to thank you for the drinks that were free Cassie, Connie, Brittany, Benny How about we rent a Lamborghini you a brand new Mercedes. Robin, Rachel, Molly, Denise. Why don't we rock and roll in a Chevy Caprice? This next interview was also a lot of fun to do. This was the Food, Faith, and Fasting podcast, also on Ancient Faith Radio. Now I got a little confession to make. I was hungry. I was very hungry when I was getting ready to do this show. And even though I was talking about health food, and I was talking about faith and fasting, I was so hungry. And here's the thing. I was out of town, actually. I was on a work trip, and I was traveling between towns, and I had a couple hours before this interview, and I decided I'm going to go ahead and roll to my next spot. And I'm going to get in that hotel, and I'm going to get ready, and I'm going to do this interview, and it's going to be amazing. And you know what I did on the way? I ate french fries and a hamburger and a little bit of sour candy. I'm a little embarrassed to say that for reasons you'll detect when you listen to me talk about how important it is to eat right. So check out this interview I did on food, faith, and fasting, also appearing courtesy of Ancient Faith Radio. Check it out. Welcome to Food, Faith, and Fasting with Rita Madden. Ancient Ingredients for Modern Day Health. This podcast is geared towards Orthodox and non-Orthodox Christians who want to care for their health in a spiritually-minded manner. 
Based on the wisdom embodied in the Holy Orthodox Church, it focuses on ways to manage medical conditions such as weight loss, diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, gastric reflux, and more. Here's Rita with today's program. Welcome everyone to another session of Food, Faith, and Fasting. Today I have to share with you something that I'm really excited about. Jamie Bennett, who is a regular blogger on Ancient Faith Radio on the website, approached me with something that he has been doing in terms of utilizing the arts to educate community in regards to healthy eating. But he also ties this back to our faith. And so I thought for this podcast session, it would be wonderful to have just a brief conversation with him so that you can experience the art that he is performing. So welcome to Food, Faith, and Fasting, Jamie. Hi, Rita. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is wonderful. And I was hoping you could maybe just take a few moments and share with us who you're all about, maybe share a little bit about Royal Ruckus, and also your journey to orthodoxy. I think this would be really interesting for the listeners to hear. Sure, yeah. Uh, you know, basically, I'm just an ordinary guy. I grew up in California in an evangelical, you know, non-denominational Protestant background. And, uh, was, you know, it was a wonderful, loving faith environment that really set the stage for me to eventually come into the Orthodox Church. And I think, you know, it started kind of with a little bit of a nerd side theology journey. <laughs> um, and, you know, reading books and uh, trying to reach out to people and learn more about my faith and that kind of thing kind of led me down a historical trail. Uh, I was Presbyterian for a while and then Anglican. And then finally about the time that um, that I moved to Hawaii, I, I, I just, my heart was ready. And I felt like I was letting little things in my own head and mind that were wrestling around up there, letting that keep me from the fullness of the faith and fellowship with Christ and the church. So that that was... That was kind of it for me. It was like the recognition that the historical church was, was that the early churches still exist and you could join it. Right. Um, now, uh, on to uh, some of the other things uh, about me. I guess I got a little focus on the uh, conversion story there. But, That's wonderful. Um, along, along the way, like when I was in high school, that was when I really started studying theology. But that was also where I was really getting into hip-hop. Very <laughs> nice. I know that. I, right? I, it, it seems like a funny juxtaposition, but um, yeah, in high school I started a group called Royal Ruckus, and it was three high school kids, and we were non-denominational kids, but while we weren't necessarily trying to create a Christian rap outfit, our faith kind of came out in our in our lyrics. And uh, anyway, we, we were pretty active for a while, about four or five years. Uh, we ended up moving to Nashville, and we had a record deal, and went on some great tours, and then that's when things slowed down. And uh, that's about the time I became Orthodox, a couple years after that. And then as we started ramping up again uh, to do another album, it was kind of like, how do we move forward with this as I've grown into this Orthodox faith? Mm, interesting. That's a, it, really interesting for you to hear because I know a lot of us Orthodox Christians really want to make sure that you know we're living a life that's glorifying God. And to see how you yeah. um, have fused them both is, is wonderful. Well, why don't you share with us a little bit more uh, about what Royal Ruckus does now, but if um, if it's more fitting for you to maybe share some of your own healthy, um, your journeys to healthy eating um, and fuse those two together, um, 
how yeah. do you think it'd be best for the listeners? Yeah, you know, um, it, it's, it's interesting you, you should uh, bring that up because I would say sort of a health journey goes along with the story of World Rockets as well. Um, Michael, my partner in the group, uh, he, he was overweight, and I watched towards the end of World Rockets as he started adopting a healthier food lifestyle and cutting out a lot of the processed foods and excess carbohydrate and, you know, sugar, that, you know, excess this and that, um, his body started to change. Mm. And we're going on tour, and he's losing weight, and then I'm slowly gaining weight. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty soon, um, you know, a few years back, I realized that we completely shifted um, and, and uh, traded body compositions. Mm. And so... Anyway, kind of when I realized that I needed to do something uh, for for my health and well-being, I, I knew that I needed to, to do it right away and be focused on it. And so I kind of adopted a whole foods, unprocessed approach. I, you know, I cut out certain things that would probably otherwise be all right, like legumes and things like that, but just for a season. Right. And... You know, as, as I eliminated some things and simplified and went to common sense portions, I saw my body composition changing. Mm. And I started uh, having more energy and, yeah, just thinking more clearly and so forth. Right. Uh, and I was to real food. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah, I mean, as, as um, a lot of the listeners, you know, we always are sharing, you know, just returning to, to eating what God created. And then, again, having yeah. that aspect of eating being a time to glorify God helps with that area yeah. of portion control. I just, I was just so, um, just really touched to see how, you know, you're using the art of hip hop to create songs <laughs> that also teach people about health. It's such a beautiful thing to, to see that fusion. You know, Jamie, I had a chance to read a lot of your um, blogging. It's specifically the blog on um, paleo living and the Orthodox Lent. Um, I, you gave some tips yeah. about just healthy eating. And so I was wondering if you could maybe just expound upon um, your thoughts with fasting and healthy eating, because I always get a lot of questions like that. And I think it's good from, for people to hear from different perspectives of people that are living the fullness of the faith through practicing the fasts. Yeah, yeah um, I, I'll say first, if anybody wants to look up what we're talking about, it's on uh, ancientfaith.com, and it's on the blog On Behalf of All, and it's called Paleo Living and Orthodox Lent. You know, I found as I changed my style of eating, you know, for, for a season, I, I had a blessing to just focus on the food and, um, and not follow the fast. But once I kind of started regularizing, you know, my priest was like, Hey, you know, it's about time for you to start following the, the Wednesday and Friday fast again. And what I found is my obedience was actually bolstered. Mm-hmm. My self-discipline in one area of life also spilled over while well, still food related, still started spilling over into my, my spiritual life. Um, so as I maintain that discipline, then it's like, how do you, how do you go and do Lent without gaining weight from all the pasta or <laughs> whatever it is you're, you're throwing in in place of the calories from an animal product? Right. Um, you know, of course, you, you have to cut yourself some slack, too, and you have to have some flexibility. You know, but as, as you're making decisions, there's a spectrum of choices out there. Some foods are better than other foods. Um, and so we, we want to make our choices uh, deliberately and, and on purpose. Right, right. I think you really bring up such a good point because, you know, it helps, again, with 
we don't want to get so fixated on, you know, the, the letter of the law, but make sure we keep the spirit. And I found again, um, the blog that we're referring to is, um, it's on ancient faith and it's on behalf and, uh, on behalf and for all, uh, paleo living and Orthodox Lent. On behalf of all. Oh, I'm sorry. On behalf of all. I'm sorry. I I read this incorrectly. Yep. Paleo living and Orthodox Lent. I highly recommend that you check it out. Um, but, you know, the other thing that I thought would be really interesting to hear you share is I did a lot of your reading on your, your website with the concept that every man as a cicada. And, you know, I, I really, this metaphor that you've created, I feel so beneficial to, to tying, to fusing all this really together. And um, if you could go ahead and maybe share a little bit about that, that would be great. Yeah, sure. You know, cicadas, uh, to orient to a cicada, first of all, as I found that some people don't don't know what a cicada is. That would be me. I read it and is, was educated. <laughs> <laughs> a cicada is an insect, and you can find them all over the world in their annual form. Um, what they do is they burrow underground as, as a nymph, and they spend a lot of time preparing, preparing, preparing to go above ground. Uh, for most cicadas in the world, it's a one-year sort of sleep. And then they have four to six weeks of life before they perish. So it's a very odd life cycle. And in North America, we have uh, a unique thing called periodical cicadas, which arise from the ground after 13 or 17 years. So it's a very odd uh, life cycle. Can you imagine preparing for 17 years to only live for four to six weeks? (laughs) So it's, it's like one of these things where the sleeper is waiting to live and then he comes out and he lives and it's wonderful and boisterous and noisy and ruxy but it's only for a short season now i'll I'll tie this in uh so why are we talking about cicadas uh so my album the forthcoming album coming out uh february 3rd is called uh the summer of the cicadas and it's a reference to this life cycle of cicadas but it applies it first of all uh to to man's life Man as a cicada. Um, and then secondly, uh, we kind of flesh it out in the form of telling a relationship story on the album. But as, as we think about faith and, and fasting and, and our life before the Lord, you know, we also should consider ourselves much like the cicada. Are we seeking to live right now or are we simply coasting through and dreaming? Right, right. It's interesting because you know, we've talked about on this podcast that when we look at everything we do as a way to glorify God, to deepen our relationship with God, then, you know, your example of the cicada just it really became so pronounced to me when I was reading about it, that we are choosing to live because we're choosing to live in Christ, because that is really the ultimate yeah. only way to live. And like you said, you know, how it ties with our food, how it ties with the arts we choose to, to do and perform and partake in to our relationship with people at work, it all is relative. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I look at, you know, for myself, as I live day-to-day personally, I try to remind myself of the cicada. Mm. And, you know, I try to remind myself, live today. Live, mm. you know, serve the Lord today. Love your neighbor today. Do the things you need to do in your responsibilities today. Live absolutely. and enjoy and be awake. Absolutely. That um, brings up a, a quote that you shared with me when you emailed me, and I'd just take a moment to share yeah. it right now, and then maybe we could just have a brief wrap-up of maybe you allowing people to um, hear the website of where they could um, maybe check out your upcoming album 
and sure. um, just learn more about you in general because I know we don't have as much time. But yeah. the, I think this is from uh, Father Victor Potapov, if I'm correct. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. A Christian is called to have the remembrance of death. That is, not to forget his mortality, but to remember that the final triumph of light will appear only after the resurrection of the dead. Preparedness for death does not mean that earthly life loses its value. On the contrary, it remains the greatest good, and the Christian is called unto the fullness of the present life, insofar as he can fill each moment of his life with the light of Christ's love. And I'm going to let you do a wrap-up for us, Jamie, but, you know, you sharing that with me and just sharing your art, you know, with me and, and seeing that really how you're, you're using, you're utilizing these arts and, um, you know, tying it with our faith and, and eating to, to glorify God is, is it's very humbling to, to learn from you. So if you could just <laughs> share a bit more, that would be great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're very kind. Thank you. Yeah, if anybody wants to find out more about the album and kind of the whole theory behind the metaphor of the cicada as man, or man the cicada, I should say, uh, go to summeroftheCicadas.com. Right there, we have all of our lyrics. We have links to music, and um, actually, we have some really incredible album artwork um, done by a professional artist. She's Armenian Orthodox, um, and I have an interview with her on the website. So, if anybody's maybe not into hip hop, but they might be into fine arts, check out the website still because there, there's a lot of good stuff uh, on there related to that as well. Yeah, and then uh, people can find us on social media. It on Twitter as at Royal Ruckus, and then on Facebook and Instagram as at Royal Ruckus Official. Uh, and we, we'll be out on Apple Music and Spotify and iTunes February 3rd. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And with the upcoming, um, it's hard to believe I'm even saying this, but with the upcoming Great Lent, uh, slowly, slowly um, working its way into our yeah. calendar, yeah. Um, I would encourage you again to check out the blog on ancientfaith.com. On behalf of all, Paleo Living and Orthodox Lent. There's some great tips to help you through the fasting season there also. So thank you, Jamie, for all the different ways that you're you're sharing uh, Christ's love with, with all of us. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for, for your podcast as well. I was uh, really excited to make this connection with you because I really appreciate what you're doing. Mm, thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you, everyone, for, for joining in again. And we'll look forward to touching base with you as the, the Lent approaches with just some tips in that area. Take care. Bye. Food, Faith, and Fasting with Rita Madden. Rita Madden is a registered dietitian who finds inspiration in the great role that the Orthodox Christian faith plays in her modern-day healthcare profession. Please note that the information contained in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional medical advice. Rather, it is provided for educational purposes only. This has been a listener-supported presentation of Ancient Faith Radio. This final segment is from some friends of mine, the Indie Music Live crew. Oh my gosh, these guys are amazing. JoJo Keys, shout out, homeboy, what's going on? So I had a chance to sit down with JoJo and David, and uh, we've actually sat down a few times and talked 
The funny thing is, uh, when I've been on their show, almost every single time I was on their show, I was traveling either for work or for Royal Ruckus doing music. And the funny thing is, we have had all kinds of internet connections. This one is no exception. Why? Well, even though I was not traveling, I was at home. But I wasn't at home for this show because I thought, my goodness, I'm doing this really cool interview. It's going to be on video. So that's the other thing that's like they could see me. Uh, this is still on YouTube. You can find this. It's the Indie Music Live episode 58 with Royal Ruckus and Zulu God and a few other people. And uh, it's a lot of fun. So you can certainly find it. But basically, I was chilling at Saltwater Brewery in Delray Beach, Florida. And it was really nice. They actually let me kick it in the brewery portion, like where they actually brew the beer, not just where they sell the beer. And I was sitting back there with brewers behind me, actively brewing and fermenting beverages while I had a great conversation about Royal Ruckus. One of the funny things about this episode was that they, well, at least Dave, Dave, I think, had maybe only heard this one song, the Waitress song, and he assumed from that that I was kind of a Weird Al type guy, that everything I did was satire, and so I had a little time to clear that up. But let me tell you something about these guys. They're the real deal. They love independent music. They support great artists. They do a lot of great stuff. Check it out. This is one of like four or five interviews, and I hope I get to do more with them. Here it is. Yeah, let's yeah, go the for intro. it. Go for it. Play the intro. I'm We're just hanging time. around here. Welcome to Indie Music Live. This is episode 58 with featured artist Royal Ruckus and the music from the Ben Cote Band and Zulu God. We're triple streaming to Periscope, YouTube, and Facebook Live, so please share this And now, welcome your hosts, Mr. David Werba and Jojo Keys. What's up, everybody? I'm JoJo Keys. This is Indie Music Live. It's episode 58, and I feel like I got punched in the mouth. Anybody ever bite down on a fork? Yeah, I chipped a tooth once, but oh my not God. to the point where I need a root canal. Is that what um, you need? That's what I need. So oh. the, about next Monday, I'm going to be getting my first root canal ever, um, and I'm not looking forward to it. But hopefully the pain's going to go away because this whole area right here hurts like a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just load up on the purple dank, and you'll probably be all right. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it is. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate that. All right, so it's time to bring in our featured artist. This is Jamie from Royal Ruckus. Jamie, I'm sorry I didn't get to introduce myself before the show. Normally, I give you a little bit of rundown, but uh, here's what's going to happen. We're going to listen to one song, and then we're going to talk about it, and then we're going to bring you in. <laughs> And then we're going to talk to you, and then we're going to have you introduce the song. We're actually going to listen to the song, Waitress Song. I just, I had to do it because it's, I really, really like that song a lot. Um, and I'm going to have you talk. So basically, we're going to get deeper with Dave here in just a couple of minutes. But I want to just let you know that, um, you know, you're here for a reason. You guys, your music rocks. Um, you guys, um, 
stuck out to me, Royal Ruckus, you. you know, your graphics, your music, your lyrics, yeah. you know, you got a lot going on. You got a whole new project called Summer of the Cicadas, right? Cicadas. Cicadas, I'm sorry. I'm, I try Come to be fancy. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Jesus. Some of the sites of the Saisadas. Um, so tell us a little bit about you, who you are. Where are you? What are you doing? Are you a beer maker or something? No, I, I just happen to hang out at breweries a lot. Okay. And, uh, they gave yeah, you your own special spot. Right? Yeah, actually, you know, the funny thing is I wrote a lot of the record at this brewery. This is Saltwater Brewery in Delray Beach, Florida. It's just like eight minutes from my house. And uh, I would come down here and I'd, I'd get a new beat from my partner. And I'd throw on some headphones and I'd sit at the bar and drink beer and write songs. Nice. So, when, you know, when, when we set this up and I saw that, that it was going to be video, I was like, you know what? It'd be kind of fresh to do it at the brewery. And since I'm here so much, they're like, oh, no problem. No problem. You just go to the back of the brewery. So That's awesome. That sounds like a rough life, man. That's a yeah. terrible life. Drinking beer, writing music. It re- it's really difficult, but somebody That's has horrible. to do it. <laughs> Cool. So tell us a little bit about Royal Ruckus, um, you know, who you guys are, how long you've been around, yeah. what you're doing, all that stuff. And then introduce the song, The Waitress Song, and let me know when you're sure. done talking. We'll go ahead and do that. Yeah, Royal Ruckus, uh, we started in high school in Bakersfield, California. And we were we were just three kids just having fun. It kind of actually started as a joke. Um, I took rap seriously, but my, but my partners in the group, they were not really rap guys. So it was kind of like a big joke. And then when people started taking us seriously... That's when it was kind of like, well, you know what? Maybe we can do this. Let's have some fun. But we, we've always been silly and uh, tongue-in-cheek in our lyric writing. Um, we actually just hit our 19th anniversary as a group on January 21st. Holy Whoa. shit. Yeah. But we have spent most of that time kind of inactive. You know, we'll put an album here and there. Uh, but now, now we're, we're back in. Uh, personally, I'm going all in. Um, you guys are kind of frozen. I don't know if you can see me still. Kind of having technical difficulties. On the You're show. a little frozen. No, so was, you, you were saying 19 years, up. 19 years of the band, and about 18 years was stagnant, or what? Yeah, I think Uh-oh. we. Uh, I think we we Let's lost go ahead him for more. Yeah. Tune. Let's play the <laughs> there song. we are. Oh, there you are. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, anyway, I'll just cut to this. This we froze up, so I'll just cut to the song. Uh, the, this is actually the first song we wrote for the album, and we wanted this album to be more mature and less silly, and then we sat down to write our first song, and we freaking wrote a silly song. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, the basic idea is, you know, you're sitting down at the bar or you're down at the restaurant, and you got a cute server, and you just want to get the digits. You think <laughs> you've fallen in love over a pint of beer she poured you, but really she just wants a good tip, you know? So anyway, so we thought we'd write a fun song about that. And actually uh, some of the stories in in this song are somewhat true for my own life, kind of tongue in cheek, making fun of things that I've tried to do to win the attention of my server. Nice. Awesome. So let's go ahead and listen to the waitress girl by our featured artist of the week. This is Royal Ruckus. Cheers. We're on a mission from God. song by the 20-year-old group, almost 20-year-old group, Royal Ruckus. Royal Ruckus. All right, dude. So just so you know, this is where we get deeper with Oh, oh God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you ready? 
I don't know, Rob. You ready for deeper with Dave? We're getting deeper, man. Come on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess I'd like to be on video when I say this stuff. No, man. I uh, the urban lumberjacks are taking over the world. They're rising from the ashes, like the phoenix. <laughs> last <laughs> last week we had we had Jay. Same look, long beard, short top. Looks like your partner in the band. Same look. Um, I'm, I might start working on it too. You know, let's see what happens here. Um, I played this for my neighbor. She's in her late seventies and she just said, she's like rich man's brand in flowers. That's, that's all she had to say. <laughs> all right. Here's what I want to do tonight, Jamie. Um, yeah. this is, I, I really liked it. Too. I really like this stuff, man. And Thanks, like man. I was telling you in the green room, I, I had a comedy band mid to late nineties. Uh, we had like a real loyal following. Uh, we did yeah. three albums. Uh, name was BVX. And then eventually it morphed into the name the giant. But um, so the market, here's what I want to figure out in this discussion. Like what's, what's the market for this music. So going back as far as I can on this stuff, you go to like Devo, and then you go yeah. into Beastie Boys. They're kind of in there. Um, Weird Al into Tenacious D. Yeah, Weird Al into yeah. Tenacious D. That, that's that's got to be part of this discussion too. And sure. then kind of more like the one hit wonders of Bloodhound Gang. You know, you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. Um, right. So it seems like like every five years, like this comedy style music and you know the other one is cake you have to throw cake in there too because they're not For quite sure. as humorous but but it's it's got an edge to their lyrics oh yeah, uh, yeah. just a touch more mainstream than like a tenacious d but right. um so it's like almost like over the past 30 40 years like every five years there's like this comedy band kind of rises up has its moment <laughs> and then it just gets quiet for a few years. So let right. like, what are your thoughts just on the market of this type of music that you're making? You know, I, th I think there's always room for it. You know, there's so much seriousness out there, uh, you know, and especially like in the hip hop world, you know, everything serious has a freaking heart attack. And to bring a little levity into things, I think is good. Um, I think there's, you know, short of becoming like an outright, you know, Weird Al type thing where you're straight parody, uh, you know, because we're not trying to be straight parody, but that's part of what we do. So, you know, short of that, I think, uh, we, you know, we try to shoot for a little bit of balance with with humor, not taking ourselves too seriously, but, you know, we got some straight up emo songs on our record too. Okay. <laughs> but, okay. But I, I, yeah. but I think it brings, it brings a lot of fun and tongue in cheek stuff to it. And I think a lot of people can relate to that and enjoy that. Yeah, I mean, without parody and satire, it's like it's the world is pretty boring. I, I think yeah. it it kind of not just in music, just in in all areas of entertainment. I think it's sure. needed just to kind of be this checkpoint um, yeah. of just what's real. If we're getting too serious with music, yeah. let's just like chill out, guys, get a little yeah. lighthearted kind of clarify like the reality of the place of certain uh styles of music and everything yeah. um and just a different take a different perspective plus i mean i love yeah. comedy i mean <laughs> laughter is required yeah. for sanity man 
<laughs> it is. That's right. It is. And health. The more you laugh, yeah. the healthier you are. Exactly. Um, but so I guess in writing this stuff, I know we kind of mentioned some of those bands, but like, are they influences to you consciously when you're writing? You know, I, don't, I wouldn't say consciously. I, I think it's more just kind of in the backdrop, you know, it's kind of behind the scenes and, and in our brains. And, you know, like, like I was saying about the Waitress song, like we really honestly did sit down to write a serious song and that's just what came out. <laughs> so it's, it's like what just kind of comes naturally to us. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we try to make a serious record and we succeed on a few songs. There's some really dramatic stuff on, on this record, but dude, the, the comedy is inescapable for us. <laughs> I mean, it's a reflection of your personality. So that that's yeah. always, that's always cool. But okay. So I didn't get a chance to listen to all of your songs. So you sure. do have some serious songs where there's no humor whatsoever. Oh yeah. Yeah. Actually. So okay. the, the first, uh, it's a double album. Um, and the first disc is a love story that goes very badly. So about halfway through it, it gets real serious. Now we have breaks, you know, where we kind of pull out the jokes again. We've got a couple of songs that are almost like ADHD topics, and those are sillier. But we still use those to advance the narrative of the breakup record. How about like drowning in a vat of craft beer and you have to drink your way out? <laughs> sounds like heaven. Joe, yeah, I'm done, buddy. Come back. <laughs> yeah, so I wish I could hang out and have an IPA with you, man, because that's uh, normally what I'm drinking. Um, so, yeah. What are some of your favorite beers? You know, I, I drink all over the map, but I would definitely say IPA has been my go-to lately. But I think I go through cycles. You know, right now I'm drinking a milk stout. And I definitely will have like all about the stout. <laughs> Getting cool. glitchy again. Let's move on, Joe. Let's. Uh... Yeah. So I wanted. Yeah. Well, I want to give them a chance to uh, you know tell everybody what what's what's coming up next for the band. What do you guys? What are your plans? You know, give some shout outs. Tell everybody know where we can find you, and then we're gonna we're gonna have to let you go. You're a little glitchy, man. Sure. Okay. Yeah, um, definitely check us out at summerofthecicadas.com. And uh, the album comes out February 10th um, everywhere. And you, you, can get, uh, you can get four of the songs right now through instant gratification on iTunes. And uh, we're, we're on Facebook, at Royal Ruckus Official. It's the same on Instagram. And then on Twitter and SoundCloud, it's just at Royal Ruckus. Awesome. Awesome. Well, man, it's so nice to meet you. Um, also, I want to invite yeah, you to our Musicians Roundtable. We have every Thursday night, same time. If you want to come and hang out with us, all you got to do is just let me know you're available and, uh, you know, email me or whatever. And uh, we'll be in touch, okay? That's awesome. Thank you all guys right. so much. Thank you, man. Your music rocks. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight on Indie Music awesome. Live. I'm JoJo Keys here, and we just got deeper with Dave. Mm. Um, thank you so much for everybody that's hanging out with us on Periscope and Facebook and everywhere else in the world on YouTube, too. Thank you so much for watching, y'all. Catch us next week. Have a good one. Yeah, boy! Thanks for listening to this episode of Brews, Beards, and Chipwrecks. We have a very special guest coming for you next week. You're not even going to believe it. And I'm telling you, this is like... My favorite opportunity we've had in the entire show. I'm so thankful to have spoken to this guy. Come back next week when we interview none other than 
Soup, the chemist. Relaxing with the homies, mocking whack hip hop. Together, feeling lonely. We some lone gunmen. We on that next tip, making fun of Mike, cause he's talking about some you a ship. Sleep deprived, never stop nor arrive. We're all some broken people, but we trying to survive. We'll be up in this place until the whole thing closes. Axel Rose's flavor flav. He's just in guns and roses, barefoot, skateboards, true blonde, longboards, lying on the sand and hearing all the chords. Cicadas making songs, everything belongs. Peel the freckles from our shoulders and push shit along. Thought of things I should have said, said things I shouldn't say. I missed the hell. I love that girl, but it's gonna be okay. Actually, trick a male cicada into calling for a female by simply snapping your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> 